Welcome to Lead to Succeed. This is the podcast to hear from the leaders of today in various fields from entrepreneurs to corporate directors. We hear their stories, lessons learned and challenges faced, as well as insights and advice to become a successful and an inspiring leader. The podcast is presented by us, Callum and Rebecca Jenkins, as we both believe that we all have the potential to be outstanding leaders if that's what we choose. So hello, a very big welcome everyone. Welcome back to another episode of our podcast, Lead to Succeed hosted by myself, I'm Rebecca, and Callum. Hi, everyone. And today we are very excited to have Andy Nilsson join us. Andy has some very interesting um, stories to share with us, and his business is Twisted Orange. So big welcome to you, Andy. Hi, thank you very much. And would you like to just give a little bit of background about you and perhaps your career and a bit about the business? Sure, no problems. Um, so I've been in procurement, supply chain, logistics for crikey, nearly 30 years. Um, I've worked in food, manufacturing, retail. Um, I've imported chickens from Thailand. Uh, I've been in the cheese industry. Um, so it, it, it's a bit of a mixture, in fairness. Um, but the one consistent is the procurement piece. Um, at the end of 2017, I came out of corporate world and joined my wife in, in Twisted Orange. So it's just the, just the two of us. And I now sit on the other side of the fence, um, probably gamekeeper turned poacher, and offer consultancy and training in procurement, uh, supply chain logistics and commercial support, etc. Well, I'm sure we're going to have an interesting conversation around your changing role and coming out of corporate life and working in a different environment. But just like to think a minute, Andy, has there been a time when you felt you made that transition from a manager to a leader? And kind of combined with that question is, do you believe that managers are born managers or do you believe that managers can be developed? I think for me, there probably wasn't a moment when I realised I've transitioned into a leader. I would suggest that in hindsight, I can probably see the development of myself from a manager to a leader. Um, I hope that nobody's watching this would then disagree with that, but I, I guess merging, merging the answer in, into one, I, I believe leaders can be developed, but I, I feel they're also born leaders as well. I think people like myself who perhaps aren't naturally born leaders, look to develop our own skill sets and learn from other people. Certainly early in my career, I was very lucky to work with some incredible uh, line managers, directors, etc., who supported me and supported my development and, and probably recognised what I needed to develop. And that set me in good stead. And certainly when I had challenges in later roles, helped me probably deal with them better although in fairness I think we could all look back and, and, and think I could have done that better but um, I guess that's a very long-winded answer to your question but um, I hope that I hope that makes sense. Yeah it does make sense Andy and what do you think were the key things that you learned from what you say were good leaders that supported you that you then took into your own role as a leader? 
for me, I, I think it was it was more of the mentoring approach that was that was taken with me. So rather than just being task driven, you know, you will do this and you will get these results. It was more about the why and the how than just the what. And I feel that that takes patience and it takes uh, almost a overview, if you like, of, of how do you get to better results, but perhaps over a longer term. So I think it's, it's a leader invests time in somebody, not in a result or a process, because at the end of the day, any organization is only as good as the, the, the most important asset, which is the people. And you know, we have AI, we have all sorts of technology and automation, but all of those have started with some kind of human idea that's been nurtured by a leader. So uh, for, for, for me as well, it was, it, it was okay to make a mistake as long as you learn from it. And when I've experienced the other side, shall we say, and you were kind of hung, drawn and quartered for, for an error, then that, that demonstrated the opposite of what a true leader should be. Did you come across much of that, Andy, in your career that, you know, and, and learn, I guess we've had guests who have said they learned so much from leaders who weren't the best type of leader, as it were, and perhaps the example you gave, you know, would want to eat you up and chew you up and for doing, for making some mistakes. Yeah, I think um, overall, uh, yeah, the majority of my leaders have been supportive and inspiring. Um, but, you know, I'm sure we've all got examples where those people haven't really delivered against your expectations as a leader. And therefore, you start questioning yourself and your self-confidence. Um, and in my case, it, it led to some some poor health as a result. But you know, I, I don't hold anybody personally responsible for that. Um, you know, that that was that was down to my receptiveness, if you like, and how I reacted to those behaviours as opposed to the behaviours themselves. And that's the biggest lesson I've learned: is anybody can say anything they want, but it depends on how you receive it in terms of how damaging or, or, or positive it, it is to yourself. So uh, whilst I learned it quite late in life, I, I feel I have learned that lesson. You were saying about, um, you know, when you're a leader and you had it, it sometimes had a bit of a, an impact on your self-confidence and it was, it was a bit of a taking a bit of a step back, or not a step back, but a bit of a knock back and kind of just kind of pondering out about how you were doing things. Do you think that was one of the most significant challenges you had to overcome as a leader? Or do you think there were other situations that were, that were tougher to overcome than that? Because I think especially as well at the moment with, with mental health being, you know, quite aware. Um, and I think I can relate to this as well sometimes when, you know, you have a, you sort of doubt your self-confidence. Sometimes it can be quite a challenge to overcome. Um, I just thought it'd be interesting to get your, get your perspective on that, Andy. Yes. Uh, I mean, for me, People who know me know that I have um, I have suffered from poor mental health in the last number of years. Okay. 
Um, so I was diagnosed with, with depression and severe anxiety disorder uh, at the end of 2017. Um, and hence my, my exit from corporate world and, and into consultancy, um, which thankfully has been quite a positive one for myself and, and my health. But I would suggest that the impact was more about me. So I, I let things impact me and pretend they didn't and spent every day trying to justify me, if you like, to people around me, to organizations, to leaders, to team members. Um, I became, I, 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 I lost perspective over a number of years as my ability to deal with matters were impacted and it became extremely challenging and it was almost a double life I was leading um, and you know I had my work face and, and my home face and my work face was trying to be professional and trying to deal with situations and my home face was just sadness because because of work uh, and not because of home I, I was stressed out uh, in case my wife's watching um but the, the the biggest challenge i faced was was really admitting to myself i had a problem sure. that had been built up over years and years of self-confidence issues um, and it is a struggle uh, and the stigma still exists around somebody putting their hand up and saying, I, I'm struggling with this. I, I, I need some time. I need some further support. Because organizations will almost automatically because they don't want to be seen as the people that are perpetrating that you know, the ill health on part of their employee. Uh, and I, I will stress that I'm, I'm not suggesting any of my previous employers or roles, etc., directly contributed. So I want to make that, that very, very clear. My mental health issues have been caused by myself. Um, but it, it, you know, being in denial for 15 odd years, 20 years, something gives uh, and, and something gave in the end. Um, so I, yeah, the biggest challenge I, I've had to face is since the end of 2017 is not only facing up to my own issues, but facing up to the impact I've had on people's issues at the time. And asking for help is really tough, um, especially for a man. Um, and I try and talk about it. I try and be vocal about it. I've lost too many friends to depression um, to not try and do something in my own small way and that may be a slight tangential answer to your question I, I, I hope it's not but um, I, I think unless people talk about it people won't feel comfortable and you know, I'm no celebrity I'm nobody famous so you know, my words will have less impact if you like than somebody's on the telly or a sportsman um but to me it's it's about getting people to acknowledge themselves in the first instance 
and, and people deal with it in, in very different ways. My way is, is to try and be as vocal as I can um, without making people feel uncomfortable. So again, in answer to your question, you know, my biggest challenge was, was me um, and accepting the fact that I wasn't this big, rough and tough guy who could handle everything, who could work you know, 24 hours a day, travel it, you know, across the Atlantic, work, work, work. I was just living a um, fantasy land in my own mind that I was okay and I wasn't impacting people around me. So um, I'm trying now to almost make up for that, if you like. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's challenging. It is. It is challenging and I've had conversations with people that you can sense are immediately uncomfortable with talking about feelings. Um, again, you know, men, you know, we're, we're rubbish at dealing with emotions and dealing with mental health. Um, so, you know, I hope that if one person watches this and it helps, then, then great. Um, and I guess going back to the question of what makes a leader is be open with your people around you in terms of sharing of learnings. Um, not necessarily go, you know, I failed at this and I failed at that, but actually, you know, my learning was, I didn't recognize the, the, the symptoms. I didn't recognize the issues. And I did an article a few months ago in, in a, a business travel magazine. And I said, the only person that was surprised at my breakdown was me. So um, it's quite, it's quite difficult when you don't let people in to help. That was a really amazing answer, Andy. Thanks so much uh, for sharing that. It was um, that was a really honest and insightful answer. I, I can I can really relate to a lot of the stuff you were saying. And I think for me personally as well, sometimes being in lockdown, as I might mention in the past, on previous episodes, is I think it's very easy to get inside your own head. Almost, and I'm not saying that was the same thing for you, but in just in terms of like the mental health side of things, especially at the moment, I think other people. I'm sure other people that are listening to this can can probably relate to what you said, especially at the moment with things being so tough because you're in the, you know, if we're working from home, you're usually in the same four walls all day long. And it's, if you're working quite hard anyway, a lot of it is just kind of work, work, work. And if you don't really have much outside of that, sometimes it can definitely um, affect you. I'm sure my mum will have some really interesting stuff to say on that. But that was, um, yeah, thank you for being so honest and open on that. I'm sure that will definitely help people who, who listen to that. Absolutely not a problem at all, I can assure you. Like I said, in my own way, you know, I want people to, to hear that, you know, people talk about it. Um, it's a bit raw, um, but that, 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 that's me. And, you know, I can't change it. I can just try and make it better and hopefully make it better for, for other people just by, just by talking about it. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, I think we've got to, because we're just going to end up the same next year and the year after and the year after. Yeah, and, uh, and unless we stop people feeling guilty about having mental health and taking their own lives, then you know, it's, yeah, we, we need to talk and we need to recognize the fact that this is a killer. And um, if anybody you know, wants to talk, then they should. And people hopefully will be receptive to that. Um, we still are thing for what we think are the right reasons. Would you suggest, Andy, that a leader should 
help somebody that might be or kind of get yeah help somebody who might be feeling um anxious or concerned or depressed i mean you say that it was how you reacted it wasn't the leader's responsibility it was you so i accept that you are saying i'm responsible for this but if you were in a leadership role in a big corporate organization you know if you went back to that role how would you deal with how would you change your management style to support somebody who you felt might be suffering in this way would it change your leadership style at all we talk a lot about emotional intelligence is that something that you would bring perhaps more to the fore in your leadership style absolutely and in my opinion the the way that a leader demonstrates their true values is the ability to adapt their approach by their individual team members now i've had i've had teams of 250 people but obviously not direct reports so my, my outlook has always been about supporting those direct reports to then in turn support their direct reports etc etc and i'd like to think that the people that were in so i was responsible for those people in terms of their careers and their ability to earn money and and their ability to be happy which i think it may sound a bit cliche but i think it's overlooked the level of happiness that people need to have within a role if people are happy then they are productive it's not the other way around and issues of of, um i've had some challenging times if you like in terms of direct reports because i would suggest in my formative years i couldn't work out why people who reported to me weren't like me who didn't want to work 24 hours a day who didn't want to over deliver on everything and get involved in everything and and have a finger in every single pie which which was me um and probably still is a bit in fairness for me the role of a leader is the ability to adapt to those individuals needs and requirements i i was unsure initially when i first started a, a management leadership role about those responsibilities this was many years ago in in crikey late 1980s 1990s so i guess attitudes then were, were, were extremely different i learned that you had to be approachable you had to be adaptable you had to be supportive because what you were responsible for was, was giving that person happiness in their role giving them happiness in 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 the way they conducted their role and conducted their lives have i succeeded with everybody sadly i, I don't think so um i'd like to think that i've helped a number of my direct reports a number of my previous teams to become better people i think in fairness they allowed me to become a better person through the trust they placed in me because i see i see a working relationship as very much as, as building trust and the key to being a, an effective leader is the ability to delegate but you're only going to delegate 
if you trust that person to get a delegate to. And when you are a bit of a control freak like me, delegation was a challenge. And it, it almost took a physical mentoring of me to go, you, you've got to release because you can't do everything. And once that realization came, um, and a lot of support was, was both through work and also at home because my, my wife is probably my, my best mentor. Uh, and it, that, that realization of, of allowing people to go their own way and deliver something that you want in their own style, which may not be in the style that you would have done it, but that's okay. Because what you don't want to do is create, you know, a hundred mini me's. You know, the world would be a very boring place. And you need those people to be supported and, and allow them to be creative and bring their own view of innovation to the business, to the, the marketplace. The same with a supplier relationship. Lots of buying organizations don't allow suppliers to innovate or provide innovation because they think they know what's best. And I'm sure we've all been guilty of it. You know, we sit there as leaders and think, well, we know best. That's why we're a leader. Actually, we don't, because it could be that we're not the coalface every day. We just see the results, not all the hard work that, that gets the results. I think being a leader is more about listening and less about talking. Listening to those around um, and not necessarily within the same function because you, you have lots of internal stakeholders, lots of external stakeholders. Um, I'm not sure I've invented anything. Well, I've invented one thing. I think everything else I've just stolen from other people by talking to them, by listening. And I, I think that works because when I listen to, I feel respected and I feel worthwhile and I feel valued. And I don't see why it would change when it's a, a relationship between a leader and a direct report. How do, you, how do you derive value from that relationship? How do you drive and inspire and create value from your direct reports, from your team, those around you? So, yeah, I think it's because they're, they're good at what they do. And if then that's your responsibility to, to assist them, it doesn't always work. You know, there are certain circumstances where you have to make tough decisions. And I've had to do that in the past. But it's 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 for the right reasons. So you know, leaders have a massive responsibility to their teams and to their businesses, also to their families and those around them. So it's about getting that balance right of mentoring, guidance, support. Do as I do, not as I say, would probably be the, the kind of the cliched phrase I would use. Yeah, no, I was just I was just going to say what you were saying, Andy, about. Um... You know, making sure you're listening to your team and taking on board what they're saying and i can i can relate to what you were saying right you know when you when people are listening to you you feel valued you feel respected um and i can definitely appreciate and understand that would you have any other piece like key pieces of advice for people that are aspiring to be leaders aside from you know making sure you're listening to your team would you have any sort of other things that are like top of your list um as key pieces of advice for them in in my my circumstances, I I look to learn from peers as well. So there are other people at, at 
but we're other people at my level, whether it be in the same industry or different industries. So, so I've always said to, to, to my reports that somewhere in the world, somebody has solved every single problem that we will face. You just need to find the person who solved the problem. So therefore don't be closed to asking for help or approaching you know, different people in different industries. I've, I've worked in the, in the private sector all my life. It doesn't mean the public sector couldn't offer me a solution if I, if I wanted to listen to a, a peer leader and vice versa. And I think this, it's, it's about having courage to do something different because if you want to stand out as a leader, you have to be slightly different. I think I, I've been slightly different for many years, but probably for not all the right reasons. Whereas now, you know, with the business, you know, there's a reason the name is Twisted Orange because we want to stand out. We want to be something different. We want to be a bit quirky. Um, and people should have the courage. You know, if you look at the most successful business people that we've got, you look at Dragon's Den, for example, but the guys there are sat with the money on the table haven't got there because they conform or because they do what people have to do or because they, they have a, a safe bet. You know, they're not the sort of people who are going to go 50 pence each way on the Grand National. And leaders have to have a degree of entrepreneurial spirit and a bit of rebellion in the back. Because otherwise, like I said before, you just got courage and conscience, but with a degree of humility around it as well. I think entrepreneurs could come across potentially as arrogant, but overly confident, should we say. And you have to have confidence, but you have to get the balance. And I think it's about, I think with any leadership role, with any business role, what people don't want is an inconsistent boss, which I look back and I can honestly say, yeah, that was me. I was inconsistent based on mood swings, based on influential factors, um, because I let things affect me. So the best leaders for me are the consistent people, yeah. always there to listen, always happy to have their door open, always there to support when appropriate. Um, so yeah, but I, I, that's not to say that you, know, you, you have to knock out that, that, that little devil in these people because that little devil can actually drive some fantastic innovation, benefits, value, excitement, enjoyment. You know, it's just nurture. Look to nurture these people. Uh, I think I've, I, and it's been said to me, I've been seen as a bit of a troublemaker in the past because I don't conform. And well, I don't want to conform because that's really boring. Um, I want to do something different. I want to think about things in a different way. And that's what I encourage my, my teams to do. And that's what I encourage my clients to do. Because I think you have to. It's, you know, life's too short to sit and do the same thing every day. Do something different. You know? Hence, Hence this podcast, you know, um, am I 100% comfortable talking in front of the camera? <laughs> Not at all. Um, do I worry about being open or honest about my mental health issues? Yeah, I do. But if I didn't talk about it, then 
so-and-so didn't talk about it and so-and-so didn't we just again we just end up almost being on, on you know flatlined for the rest of our lives and i, I don't think that's right you know I, I was brought up in a you know, 60s 70s and 80s when you didn't necessarily push back and challenge because that wasn't your place um i was brought in you know very old school if you like industries and I, 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 and I wish then that actually it had been more acceptable to be more challenging or I had the confidence to be more challenging. So um, that's what I encourage people to be. Um, challenge, but challenge respectfully. You know, challenge professionally. And challenge on a mutual beneficial basis. Not, not be adversarial or competitive about it. Um, which again, you know, I think I've fallen foul of from from an above angle, as it were. When actually you see you see successes in your team around you, and that creates um, uncertainty above, should we say, and creates a threat from up. So, sorry, from down to up, and it's. Leaders shouldn't be should, shouldn't feel threatened by those beneath them. They need to feel challenged and um, enthused, if ideas by by challenging ways of thinking. So, again, answer. Sorry. I, I think there's a very strong message in that, Andy. That we grow more when we are challenged, and I agree with your point completely. When that challenge has good intentions, when that challenge is to help you grow, to help you be better, to help you do, you know, get better results. And I guess that's something I've had to learn as well. I didn't like challenge in the beginning of my career, but I now recognize that's when I've grown the most, when, some, when I have been challenged, when customers have challenged me. <laughs> and I thought it was unfair, but and I can look back now and see that's when I got my best, my best learnings. <laughs> so, I think it, you, know, you make a really valid point there. And thank you for that. And, and thank you again for being, being very open. And I agree with your point. If we don't talk about these things, they don't get, you know, they're not brought out in the open and therefore we don't find solutions for them in a way. Very true. You know, certainly over the last two years, sadly, I have made feel people uncomfortable about it. Um, but you know, it's that's their choice about how they receive it. Yes. Again, um, do I think I've, I've messaged it properly? I no idea. <laughs> I, I can just be me, and I I am what I am, and I'm not going to apologise for that anymore. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to try and learn from the impact I have on people around me, um, and. Not everyone's going to like you, and I think that was my naivety, even you know, even just a few years ago. You know, I'm 55 now, um, you know, so even even in my 50s, I was still naive to think, well, I, I want everybody to like me. Well, it's never going to happen, is it? Um, I like people who respect me, but not necessarily like me. So that, that that's kind of a change of mindset that has certainly happened over the last two and a half years. It's still work in progress, though. There was a couple of things you said for me as well, Andy, that's also today. You know, aside from listening, it was, you know, 
learning from from your other peers and being open-minded to solutions coming from elsewhere not just where you think they might come from and i think as well you were saying about having a having a confidence which is you know quite usually quite important as a leader but being very aware and not letting that border over into kind of overconfidence or being arrogant um and i think i think that's a really crucial point i think as we've mentioned in previous podcasts about sort of being quietly confident you know the ability to sort of lead and inspire people but also to come across in a genuine manner where people feel that they can still engage with you you're not kind of untouchable or whatever um and that you know people can still relate to you as just a, as a sort of genuine and dangerous person i think that's a really crucial point um so i i really like yeah. things you said there yeah i mean have i always shown those traits well yeah. um do i look do i look at other people who inspire me and do they consistently show that then yes <laughs> for me they do um and then you always end up comparing yourself to those those people you think are great leaders and i'd be doing lots of people a disservice if i if i named but a few but whoever's watching this if, if you know me and you know who you are who, who inspire me who support me regardless and i think really what what has shown me the last two and a half years is who really has your back who really respects you as a person regardless of your, of your professional results and I've got a lot to be thankful for and a lot to be grateful for mm. and I wake up every morning I see I see people on LinkedIn I have email conversations with these people and they still inspire me now because they go through the same rubbish that I do um, they deal with it differently um, they inspire me uh, and, you know, and to this day my, my leaders of 20 years ago still inspire me because the one thing I've learned is, is, to, is to reflect on positives whereas I, I just focus on negatives for, for so many years in my, in my working life so yeah it, it's it's important that you have people to, to around as well yeah there are people at you know, my peer level I, I look at them and I, I sit here and go wow look at what they're doing and I try and tell them as well. I think that's the other thing, isn't it? You know, we, we don't tell each other enough about how positive an impact on, on your life, on your day, on, on, on a particular project. Um, but I see it every day now. You know, I, 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 I look around me at the people I work with and so I, I look back on my leaders from, from 20 years ago and that, and they still remain an inspiration. Um, I'd like to say yeah, a lot of them remain good friends. And I think there's so much support and positiveness of people like, you know, I work with every day um, who, who just do some fantastic things quite naturally and I, I do try and say thank you and I do try and say that's really good well done uh, and that creates a bit of awkwardness in itself because perhaps people aren't used to it and I, I think if if anything in the last two and a half years has shown me is actually I'm going to be a lot more vocal about saying thank you rather than just assuming that they know I'm grateful because if anybody's 
like me, then I don't assume that. If I don't hear anything, then I assume it's negative because that's just the way my, my particular mind works, sadly. Um, so it doesn't take a lot to show you gratitude. It doesn't take a lot to say thank you or well done um, or even ask, you know, what did you enjoy most about that? What did, you know, what do you think you, you, you may have wanted to do better or what could you do better in the next project, et cetera? And, and I think whether, whether you have people working with you directly or you're just in a team or I have an associate agreement with, with a, another consultancy and I have a team of, of, of people around me. So you know, I, I take that responsibility very seriously as well because I think it's about mutual respect, whatever level in the business you're at. You know, I, I, I regard it as all you know, a level playing field. Uh, I feel very lucky that those people around me are so enthused that they want to deliver better and better and better. Um, so yeah, I, I, moral of the story is just say thank you because it, it works, it makes a big difference. As you say, Andy, it's not actually difficult to do, is it? No, no, it's not. Well, it's maybe it difficult. is on occasions because you did refer to that. Sometimes it can be a bit awkward, but um, it's not generally a difficult thing to do. No, no, absolutely not. And I think in business or in life, we're very quick to criticise. Yeah. If we have poor service at a restaurant, we're very quick to, to vocalise or bad mouth it or put a bad review on TripAdvisor. But actually when when you have great service, how many of us then take the time and effort to 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 reward that with a with a positive review or a thank you email or I, I suggest not. I'm, not I'm I'm as guilty as the next man, but I have tried again to to recognise that and say thank you. Um it's just it's People buy from people, people sell to people. It's all about people. It's all about relationships. So I, I sit in procurement supply chain. It's not technical. I keep telling people it's not technical. And lots of other consultants kind of um, scream at it because it, it's about relationships. Yeah, it's, it's whatever you're doing, whether you're interacting with um, you know, the, the, the girl behind the tills in Waitrose or, or a CPO in a, in a blue chip company. It doesn't matter. They're still people. Um, and you say thank you to that, that young lady in the waitress just as much as you would to that potential client in the blue chip company. I don't think there should be any difference, person. I, I agree with you. One of the things we're going to wrap up with, Andy, is is there a particular point or achievement in your career that you're most proud of that really sort of stands out for you? I'd like to say there's lots. Yeah, sure. There might, there's probably more than one. <laughs> yeah. I think professionally uh, being recognised by your peers. So um, back in 08, I won the SIPS award uh, with my team at the time. And for me, that was a fantastic accolade. I think, um, did it have a positive impact on me? Sadly not, because I came, became quite arrogant and blasé about my ability, to be very honest. And my my career dipped as a result. Um, I think that the, the biggest or the, the, the achievement I'm most proud of is actually being here now, um, two and a half years later, and still fighting and 
still recognizing I've got you know issues that I need to deal with um it's, sorry it's a, it's a bit twee isn't it it's not it's not supposed to be kind of a fluffy softy answer but um I look I look at myself now with a lot more pride than I probably have done for 30 40 years not because so you're 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 really proud of where you are now and being able to is it about just being able to be you and um, reflect, isn't it? Yeah, ref is it reflect? Is it just to be you? I think it's a sense of, of what I'm getting, but please elaborate on that. I, I would guess it's, it's, it is about being me, but perhaps being a different me that, to the one that I became. Mm -hmm. I, I look back so many years at, at childhood and my initial career, if you like, and, and and how that went and who was formative and, and and who wasn't if you like um i lost my dad when when i was quite young and he was he was very high up in my my you know here's who i want to be is my father um and sadly he passed away just as probably just as i, I needed him to to help shape my career better um and i think i suffered as a result of that so it is about being you, but it's also about being true to yourself and true to those around you. I think if you're, you end up too focused on you, you can forget those people that, that really matter to you, whether they be work colleagues, whether they be family, friends, etc. cetera. I've, I've, I've been really good at hiding away um, and I still do it now. Uh, in adversity, I, I tend to put the shutters up. And I'm still working on it. You know, I'm, I'm, I still have counselling. Um, I'm still medication. So you know, I still, I, I know I've got a way to go. But actually, I feel truer to myself rather than true to myself. So I'm, I'm still working progress. I, I, a big thank you to you, Andy, because yeah. of your openness and your honesty and your reflection and the inspiration that you will have given others about being an authentic leader and recognizing that other people will have their challenges. And I think that's one of the key things as a leader to, as you've said, appreciate that, listen to what others have to say and do more listening than talking. Mm -hmm. And I think we would be an improved world if we had more of that, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I, th I think it, it's about respect, isn't it? I and mean, obviously, you know, in, in, in the big wide world, there are, there are massive challenges around you know, everything, you know, COVID and um, you know, things in the States and, and worldwide. And um, I don't get drawn into, into political things, but... Um, yeah, everybody just needs to listen a bit more and just take a bit of a step back and appreciate that the person they see in front of them may not be that strong person that they think they see. Yes. Mm -hmm. They may yeah. be going through massive, massive issues, massive problems, 
I used to speak in front of you know hundreds and hundreds of people. I could go to a conference and stand up and talk to a, the cows come home. Um, but for the 30 minutes, hour before that, I'd be an absolute mess. And for the hour after, I'd be an absolute mess. So it, it, how you portray yourself, isn't it? it I'm an actor. That's, that's what I do. Um, and it's great because you can have a different persona. You can be a different person. You're not this, this, this person that you feel is slightly broken or still work in progress or you know, not quite right. Actually, when you portray yourself, you can be somebody else entirely. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think for me, if anybody's going to take anything away, Please just look at the person in front of you or next to you and just appreciate that actually they may be having a bad day. They may be going through a tough time. Um, so, so don't make it worse. <laughs> uh, and you haven't got to solve the problems. You haven't got to solve the world. you just got to sometimes be there and be a little more uh, respectful of other people. And, and I'm, not, I'm no saint. I'm, not, I'm far, far from perfect. Um, but I'm trying to I'm trying to do that myself well thank you immensely yeah. Andy thank you so much indeed for sharing all of that yeah thank you very much I think what I really enjoyed about what you've been saying Andy is a lot of the stuff we've been talking about have been things that have been internal to you rather than external events um, so you know whether that's dealing with your your sort of mental health side of things which is internal to you or you know, raise, you know, you talk about your successes of sort of being able to just be you and, and be open with things rather than external events. I think that's been a really interesting perspective. And I've, you know, you definitely left your mark on me with what you said as well. Um, so I really appreciate you being really honest and open about that. Um, and I've, I found that really fascinating too. So yeah, a big, a big, big thank you for me. Well, no, I, I appreciate the opportunity to be honest with you. Um, it, it, it's, it's good that people want to talk to ordinary people. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Instead of yeah, rugby stars, football stars, pop artists, whatever you know. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's. I, I hope it helps. I hope it helps somebody. Um, I hope it generates conversation. Um, I hope it gets people talking and listening. And for uh, if anybody wants to, the offer's always there. Um, you'll find my quite good. Um, please just give me a shout and I'll, I'll be happy to help. Um, I think I said yesterday, not all help costs money and don't be afraid to ask. That's a very, very generous offer, Andy, and we'll make sure that your website details are on the intro on the podcast. Okay. So we'll know Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Andy. Oh, 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 oh,